I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Wallentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we are talking about the Articles of Confederation, part one. So grab your perpetual union. And let's get civical. Literally the worst part. I, I hate it. I actually, it. in that moment when I was counting down three, two, one, I was thinking about how stressful it must be to like be a family member of an astronaut as oh they're my God. lifting off into space. Right. I can't think of anything more stressful. Maybe a brain surgeon, but I think they might be level. They might be level. Maybe being the person in the space capsule coming back to Earth. I mean... But maybe like, at that point, but you're you like, know what's what going on, right? Like you're you're the astronaut in the situation. You understand the science of what's happening, so you're gonna know right. that, like, oh, either the capsule's gonna break through the atmosphere and not burst into flames, or, or it's not, right? Or or wait, or it will, <laughs> or it will. See, I'm already confused. That's how not an astronaut I am. 
But if you're the person watching the capsule, you right. you don't you don't you don't have Houston in your ear. Right. You don't got anybody talking being like T minus four four thousand feet, three thousand feet, two thousand feet, it caught on fire. You know, like that. <laughs> Like, you don't have that person. You're just watching the capsule being like, God, I hope it works. <laughs> Hold it, Hold it uh, That would be stressful. Yeah. That, so that's what I was thinking about in the three seconds it took for me to count down to say, hello. Hello, everybody. This is weirdly not a podcast about space travel. This is Let's Get Civical. I'm Lizzie Stewart. <laughs> And I'm Arden Wallentowski, although we do sometimes travel back in time. We do travel back in time. We travel travel. time and space. We do not travel solely to space. Although, if given the opportunity, would you travel to space? 100%. Yeah, I think I would too. Although, I think the stress of it would kill me. I think you'd be amazing. I would be... You would have to strap me in and knock me out. You would have to sedate me. But would you be willing to be sedated to go in space? I would love, uh, I would love, I would give my consent to at some point to be sedated. I don't want to know when that's going to happen. <laughs> I want to be like- tricked into it. I want to go to bed one night and wake up in space. And then that would be really exciting. Can- and then I want the same thing to happen on the way down. I want them to trick me into, into going back to earth. I just imagine like. Somebody coming into your house in the middle of the night to kidnap you, sedating you, and then all of a sudden you're like, we're on the moon? Fantastic. Excellent. That's best case scenario. It's the same way I want to give birth. I just want to be completely out of it, and I want to wake up and the child is there. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, that is the ideal for me. That's called adoption. No. Well, (laughs) sure. (laughs) Look, the point is, space travel, very stressful for the people on board. Yes. Arguably more stressful for the people off board, aka on Earth. Off board, board, (laughs) aka on the ground, on our home, on our home planet. I can't date an astronaut. Sorry, I can't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't handle the stress. Imagine he goes into space and he doesn't come back. How do I explain that? To whom? I don't know. My friends, my mom. They'll be alive watching. You know what my mom would say? She'd be like, of course. Of course you date an astronaut and he goes missing in space. Classic Elizabeth just can't settle down. Drama. Drama queen. Drama, drama, drama. Why can't you find a nice southern boy who does has no aspirations of going into space? Do you space? know that Houston, of, we're Houston, we've got a problem, is in Houston, Texas? Oh, I am over. Aware of the NASA facilities that are in Houston, Texas. I'm an avid fan of their work. I love NASA. I follow them on Twitter and Instagram. I do too. They keep me weirdly grounded. Yes. No, but today we're going to get back on topic and we're going to talk about something you are not going to see coming based on the conversation we just had. We're going to be talking about the Articles of Confederation. What? And this is going to be a two-part series. And in today's episode, we're just talking about, like, what? Like, the like history. The history. How they, why? Why we have them. Who wrote who, them. what, when, where, why, how. All nouns relating to the Articles of Confederation. Yes. And then in next week's episode, part two, we're going to comb through them one by one and just really let the verbiage sink in. Because it's... It's hilarious. It's super hilarious. But that's what we, I'm, we've talked about the Articles of Confederation 
several times on this podcast. They are maybe the worst idea in history. It's just so funny. I mean, I love it. Just researching this, I was like, right, the Constitution is a big deal. Like, it's democracy and, you right. know, it means sure, a lot to Constitution. us. <laughs> big deal. Big deal. <laughs> Heidi Shrek wrote a play about it. Yes, bah, she bah, did. Bah, bah. But I also was like, yeah, but they thought that about this too. Like they tried. Like this was a first oh, I attempt. Know. Like I they know. they did these Articles of Confederation. It went through six drafts, and then at the end they were like, "That was kind of shit. We need a new thing." Yeah. But when and they, they first made the turned in that like sixth and final draft, they were like, "This is fucking amazing. <laughs> this is so good." And then you know, like they put it to practice, and it all fell apart. Right. And they all looked around and were like, "Who signed off on this?" <laughs> Who did it? And it's 30 people in the goat who <laughs> right. signed off on it. Like, everybody put their name to parchment. The whole C-suite Honey, was like... never sign anything you don't read. Okay. <laughs> but let's talk about what are the Articles of Confederation? And we're going to start off with probably <laughs> the most insane thing, which is what the full name of the Articles are. This is the proper name. It's called... The Articles of Confederation and Perpetual Union. And Perpetual Union. <laughs> what do you think that means? I don't... Perpetual meaning what? Forever together. Infinite time and space? I, wow. They, were, they couldn't have come up with a different synonym to perpetual? Perpetual it's just not a great, union. Perpetual union. We the people, in order to form a perpetual union, <laughs> establish justice. Ensure domestic tranquil- tranquility. 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 Mm-hmm. Tranquility. What's that? Who has that lisp? Tranquility. Well, like mowage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mowage. <laughs> mowage. Brings tranquility. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's literally, we are getting married. It's a perpetual union. Do you, Arden, take the Articles of Confederation to be your lovely wedded? What rules of government? <laughs> I guess. Uh, no, no, no. I don't. No, we don't. That's Firmly a hard rejection. Rejected. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's just sink in that name. The Articles of Confederation and Perpetual Union. Great, great. They were written in 1777. Lucky number seven. But they weren't ratified until 1781. I love that. A lot of years. A lot of years They're, between. Like, you like this is already a red flag. Yeah. People it were, shouldn't take how many years? Do the math. Four? Four years. Four years. For people to be like, yeah, I guess. Like, I guess this right. sounds okay. I really don't know what we're doing here. Right. Especially because we're about to like read and unpack all of the articles right. in maybe what, 50 minutes? Right. I don't know why they needed four years, you know? <laughs> But they needed four years because many many states feared a central authoritative government. We are all afraid of a king and continue to claim land beyond their established boundaries. Literally, they're just being like children. They're children. They're like, but we want, because they were all worried about the West. And so they well, were like. Well, we're still worried about the still West. Still worried about the West. <laughs> That's our perpetual union. What is going on with the West? I wish they called more. <laughs> I imagine the people writing this were just like, gosh, Darn it, everybody just, no more touching. <laughs> no more touching. You can't have any more land. <laughs> Only consensual taking and touching Only of land. Only consensual Only taking consensual and touching. Only consensual taking and touching exactly of land. Exactly right. Yeah. Broadly, the articles allowed states to remain sovereign and independent. Couldn't be a worse idea. With Congress <laughs> acting as more of an arbiter. Arbiter? 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 
uh, mm -hmm, of disputes rather than a legislative body that we know today. Yeah. What? Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? Who thinks, who thought that it was a good idea for everybody to just rule themselves? And then they're like, we're afraid of a king, but you know what? Let's create 13 tiny kingdoms. <laughs> right. They didn't see it that way. They were like, they're like, no, no, we'll keep control over it. A governor just ignore the fact that mm -hmm. it's basically a king of a really yeah, tiny yeah. country. We're still in charge. It's not really kingdoms, no. but they are sovereign. But we would like somebody to arbiter disputes between us. Yeah. Uh, They're also it. all old now. The, uh, uh, we're 40, <laughs> we're 79 years old. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Except, no, now that's my lawn. <laughs> I want the land. Bring it here. Bring it round. It's literally so silly. Yeah, so Congress, we're going to talk, they gave Congress so much to, like, do, and also then gave Congress no power at no all. No power to do it. Right. It's it's really interesting how it's all, like, there's, like, at least five articles, there's at least five articles that are describing what Congress can do, and then articles being like, <laughs> you can't do this. It, there's no teeth. There's no teeth to Congress. They are toothless. The articles were the first document location that referred to this entity as the United States of America. So that's positive. That's great. That's I don't mind good. the United States of America. I actually think for as much grief as I give our founding fathers, mm -hmm. that that's actually a good name. I feel like it really sums up what's going on in a way that isn't a snooze fest. It's better than like perpetually United uh, States it's of a America, lot better. which is something that they could have done. Could the perpetual imagine? states of America is what we feel like now. Yeah. This is, we're living in the perpetual states of Pessoa. America. Pessoa. No, that's not no, a thing. No, no, yeah. Pessoa is not a thing. Perpetual, mm -hmm. states, perpetual of states of America. Pessoa. Pessoa. <laughs> it took me a second to realize what Pessoa meant, and then it was the acronym for perpetual states of America, and now I just want to be at the Olympics going, Pessoa. <laughs> so silly. Like I just said, the central government, okay, mostly the Congress, because there wasn't much else in the quote-unquote central government. No. They lacked the ability to levy taxes and regulate commerce. Very big. issue Issues that led to the Con Constitutional Convention in 1787 for creation of new federal laws under the United States Constitution. So, yeah. I mean, I love that they gave this, what, six years to fall apart. Yeah. They like ten years since it passed, and then six years since it was ratified. Was actually yeah, in, since in it place. took effect, yeah. to be like, this isn't working. Yeah, the Articles of Confederation served as the first Constitution, and was in force from March first, seventeen eighty one, until oh seventeen eighty nine. So eight eight years when the present day Constitution went into effect. Man, oh man. That is a long eight years. It's a long eight years, but in the grand scheme of things, not that long. I mean, it's like a pretty short period of time. Yeah, I guess they were pretty reactionary for the time. You know what I mean? It took them three years to get anywhere, so eight years to take away the Articles of Confederation feels right. fair. Feels fair. Feels fair. So let's talk about why and when they were written. Let's talk about let's talk the about big it. question. Why in God's name did, did we get the Articles of Confederation? So this is coming from the Office of the Historian. Did you know that we had such a thing? No. This can is, we call them? We can call them. This is different from the Library of Congress. Well, sure, because this is the Office of the Historian. Yeah. There's what also they... a website that's called, and I think it's the I think it's like a connected to the Office of the Historian of the Historian. 
There's a website called ourdocuments.gov. Oh, oh, oh. I was looking at our documents. <laughs> I, like, I looked at our documents.gov. Yeah, because we are documents. Our documents. Capital O Dot documents. And well, you like, got to put them all in one place. They're it's ours. Just, totally. Yours, mine, and ours. It was just such a funny name. Yeah. Ourdocuments.gov. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, oh, oh, I mean, sure. It's a it's a legit sure. place. Everybody visit ourdocuments.gov. We are them. written down. Yeah. We put them to parchment. So much. So much. And it's good to know that they're all in a central location <laughs> at a click of the button. Ourdocuments.gov. <laughs> so before the Articles of Confederation, there was this a thing called an the Albany Plan. Already don't like the sound of it. Nope. Don't like the sound of it at all. I'm sorry. Nope. You say, hey, I have an Albany Plan. You say, cool. Cool. That'll go. never happen. I'm going to go home. Yeah. I'm going to actually take myself out of this Albany? situation. This feels like, no you know, go. fight or flight. I'm flighting. Flighting. I'm flighting. So the Albany plan was an earlier plan. It was pre-independence from Great Britain, and it was an attempt to join the colonies together into one large union. Let's all get together, Let's guys. All get together in a perpetual union. In a perpetual union. Surprise, surprise. It failed, mm-hmm. uh, in part because the the individual colonies were concerned about losing power to another to another central institution. So they were like... Okay, I understand what you're saying about, like, being together as one, but that's what we're trying to fight against right now is this, like, overarching central government that, like, wants to instill a lot of regulations on us. to get back into a relationship. They were not ready. They weren't even ready to rebound. Yeah, yeah. They were like, look, I really just got out of a really bad relationship, and it, like... It hurt me. It really hurt me, and it really sort of, like, derailed me a little bit, and I just need some time to kind of, like, focus on self Mm -hmm. and make sure self is okay, because if self is not okay, how can I possibly provide to you my perpetual union? Like, you don't want me if I'm not whole in the self. And that they wrote that on parchment, and it took 42 years to get to Albany, but it did. It did. <laughs> and it failed. And it failed. Yeah. Also, I don't trust anybody who's like, come come to my house in friendship, in the spirit of friendship. <laughs> it's not, I don't trust that. I no. don't trust that at all. I, I will never leave because I will have been murdered. Right. So then in June of 1775, the New York, the New York Congress, because it was then housed in New York. So the right. Congress sent a plan to like basically create the union to the Continental Congress. It was kind of like the Albany plan in that it continued to recognize the authority of the British crown. Okay, wait, red flag. Right. No, thank you. No. What? Yeah. New York, what are you doing? Go home. You're drunk. You're drunk. They're like, I know I'll do. Have you ever heard of the British crown? You guys She's know? great. They're so great. I couldn't recommend it more. You're going to love it. So many taxes. Hold on to your tea. <laughs> it's fucking rock and roll. Since the... Yeah, just hard hard right. ripen. Right, Since the right American Revolution Congress... <laughs> Since the American Revolution Congress had wanted and needed to create a strong union in order to defeat the British... But the thought at the time was that the Republic could not adequately serve a large nation such as the United States, because the legislators of a large republic would be unable to remain in touch with the people they represented, Mm. and the republic would inevitably degenerate into a tyranny. Well, well, well. Methinks they were not far off. No. It didn't exactly happen like it. And I think because they thought like if it's if there if there's this central seat of government and we know that like the United States or, like, the land of the continent that we are on is fairly vast. And yeah. we're all traveling by horse and buggy. We have not invented steam. Steel, steam. Yeah. Roads. Roads, trains. The wheel. Right. 
<laughs> no, no. The tire, is the wheel there? The wheels Excellent. on the buggies were square. Luck. I wasn't around. <laughs> I wasn't invited to 1776. I didn't get the Facebook invite, so I didn't go. I stayed at home in Brooklyn watching Forensic Files again. <laughs> So don't talk down to me about what was at 1776, because it hurts. <laughs> okay. uh, what were we saying? So, so, so the yeah, so they were they were afraid that if you had a republic, which is like you have a person who represents a specific number of people, right. from a certain piece of land proportional representation i read julius caesar i get it so you get it they were afraid that like those people there would eventually be such a disconnect between the person representing the people and the people and what those people wanted that it would just divulge into like utter chaos right and they're not far off no this is exactly are we in utter chaos depends on your point of view depends it is not a healthy democracy oh no no there's Uh, nothing healthy about what's going on right now we are not a healthy republic we're not healthy the state of our union is mediocre poor (laughs) so yeah so they wanted there was a little bit of back and forth about how strong they wanted a central government to be yeah and whether or not they really wanted to be like a truly how republican they wanted to be and by that i mean like small r not capital r right right (laughs) small r guys small r r. Do you ever hear them say that in the in the news reports with like small R. Democratic small D. Small D, guys. Small D. Look, I've had too much small D in my day. You know what I mean? <laughs> no more small D. No more small D. Only big D's over here. <laughs> I need to be sedated. Okay. <laughs> So the impetus behind having a strong central government was out of practicality. And so the people who were trying to push the conversation in that direction wanted the country, they wanted to have a strong central government for a couple of reasons. One, they wanted the country to be recognized by foreign by foreign countries, by other countries. <laughs> we, for the benefit of we safety. We want that name recognition. They wanted to be verified. They literally they wanted, top billing. wanted the blue check. Yeah. That's what they wanted. They were like, we want France to look at us and be like, oh my God. I know them. Yeah. That's oh, my it. God. Follow back. Follow back. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. We are a follow hey, back girl. You know, you know Spain, right? Oh, my <laughs> God. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Yeah. Spain and I, so we went to college together, and that's how we <laughs> met each other. Spain talks about you all the time, and I just feel like I know you because I see them. I see you on their Instagram all the time, and so it's just wild to actually like, wild. see you in person. How's the new dog? How's the new dog? <laughs> Yeah. Fairly spot on, I have to say. I know. That was great. Again, wasn't there, wasn't invited. I'm not going to bring it up again because it does deflate the air in the space, but that's how it was. That's how it was. Yeah. So they wanted to be recognized by other countries, by foreign countries, for the benefit of safety so they could have allies around the world. For sure. And also for aid. So if they were going to war with somebody and if they were going to go or stay at war with Great Britain, that they could go to France and be like, hey, can we have... Hey. Do you have any spare ships? be in a, a, a small D. Yeah. help us out help us out they wanted to also help foster this like national sense of uh feeling and belonging and patriotism i think it's interesting though that they want to create this sense of feeling belonging and patriotism buzzwords but they're also like (laughs) hashtag (laughs) hashtag buzzwords but they're also like but you guys are 
like individual sovereign right entities well i don't think that they thought it through what i know wait a I second i know i know don't be throwing stones in this glass house <laughs> <laughs> What's the saying? The he building has fallen the down. Stones first get something. Like he who is without sin casts the first stone. Is that oh what you're sure? About? I thought you were about to say he who is without stones <laughs> throws the first stone. He he who is without sin throws the first stone. Yeah. Who are we without sin? We are not without. Sin. We are not without sin. No no no. In 1776, it's all sin. Sinners. Sin and syphilis. Sinners and syphilis. S squared. <laughs> Come on, sin, syphilis, and scurvy. Come on down. Come on down. You're United nice. States of sin, syphilis, and scurvy. The perpetual union where you can die. <laughs> do, you, do you ever like read the accounts of like sketch. Jamestown and how it was like so awful and like filled with? Oh, like, I've heard of those. I've it was never like read them. it was like bad crops. Everybody was sick. And nobody had could te- keep their teeth. You know, it was yeah. just real bad. Yeah, That's... they had no. They were living in a foreign land. I know, and like eating stuff that they had that was probably They're like poisonous. this looks like a color. <laughs> <laughs> I just like. I think it's hard for us to imagine just like how bad it was to live in this time. I a hundred percent. I can't even wrap my head around how gross it must have been. Just like even if you made it to like seventy which was obviously one million years in our time. Right. Like, you were without parts of your body for sure. <laughs> the idea that, like, you had been leached. Right. Leached. Right. Or that they would just, like, cut off a limb right. because it was broken. They are like, no, and we can't like, do that. Let me introduce you to the concept called a cast. Right. You know Honestly, if I was in 1776 and I couldn't read because, obviously, I would be like, sure, what else are we going to do? <laughs> What else are we gonna do? You keep it? No, let Why? It on its own. Right. Come on. We, we could shoot you, but that seems like a lot. I feel like this is best case scenario to lose a limb in 1776. A like I feel like if you get to age 50. Ten paces, Lizzie. Turn around. I know, right? If you get to age 50 and you just have lost what a leg, you're fine. There's nothing wrong. You're what? You're fine. You may have what you. What do you expect? Uh, it's true though. It's true. You could have syphilis. You could have. You probably did. You probably did. But yeah. doesn't syphilis kill you if untreated? Right. It makes you like crazy, and then you, you die. Yeah. You yeah. 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 I'd rather lose a limb. There's a question. There's a question, listeners. We're gonna do a poll. Would you rather? It's the year 1776. Would you rather lose the leg, or? die of syphilis and remember syphilis is like a long process of like going insane it blinds you doesn't blinds it? you yeah. i think something happens with your skin oh yeah you get like ulcers or sores or something everywhere you are very unattractive and then you die what would you rather what would you rather yeah all right My look these, this show we had to talk about the articles of confederation because they open up <laughs> these really big questions these sort of philosophical questions of like what would you rather do? This is why it took them so long to get shit done. Oh, like, I know. Because <laughs> Jefferson was like, wait, have you heard of one about the go- the goat in the barn? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet literally Ben and Thomas Jefferson were just like drinking, being like, okay, okay, would you rather? <laughs> ben, Ben, what if we made a game that was called Would You Rather? Yeah. Oh, my God. Tom. Genius. Tom, that's amazing. 
Let's do shots. Shots every shot, time. Shot, shot. Every time we've had syphilis. <laughs> I guess you can have syphilis more than once. Can you? Does it go away? If anybody, I can't remember if that's a bacteria or a virus and if you can cure it or not. I know you. Syphilis, I feel like you can be treated for now. So it must be a bacteria. Yes. Yeah. 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 But if left untreated, can it go away on its own? Yes no, I think or it, no? I think it just kills you. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. What what what's there what more is there to say? Syphilis is no laughing matter, Arden. <laughs> it plagues us. I apologize for those offended Look, for our the, listeners, our listeners who think, have syphilis. If you who have are syphilis, severely offended look, by totally my laughing. Fine. You can get an antibiotic, you're good to go. It'll clean it right up. Wipe it away, you know? You don't have to get bled anymore. No. Can we look at the glass half full and that if I'm ill, I don't have to go to a doctor and just like slit my wrist and just let it bleed for 45 <laughs> minutes? They're like, I'm feeling a little bit better, a little bit more lighter. And it's like, oh, I've lost half of my blood mass. Like, like glass half full, guys. I'm feeling lighter. No more leeches. I am dizzy. No more leeches. How, are you, how do you want to get back to articles of confederation? How do you want to segue this? Okay. We were talking about, oh, right. this, we got to leeches from the sense of feeling, belonging, and patriotism. Yes, that's where we were. Great. Right. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to create this feeling of belonging and patriotism and be able to have allyships around the world. They needed the country to be more than just a confederacy, right. amalgamation of various states. Something like you could think of it like the EU or the UN where it's there's an overarching body. There's a structure, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like obviously all kinds of turmoil. Yeah, and not to say that United that this government of the United States is like not without turmoil, but it's it's harder when you have something like the EU or the UN, where each individual country and nation is like in it for themselves. Right, right. Like there's no they we don't have a representative speaking to the representative of the other entities. Right, you know? right. Like there's no we don't have like we currently right now just have thirteen t- toddlers. And no, there's no parent. Mm-hmm. There's no parent to go to France and be like, hey, could use some help over here. Right. <laughs> could use a little support. A little bit. With raising the children. A little bit. Yeah. So the first thing that was uh, introduced was the Lee Resolution. Was it written by, oh, you're going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it was written by a guy named Lee. It was in June 7th of 1776. Richard Henry Lee of Virginia. Surprise. Surprise. Shout out. Getting a lot of work done. He introduced into the Continental Congress the Lee Resolution, so aptly named, proposing, it was the Second Continental Congress, it proposed independence for the American colonies. Great. So he was like, I have an idea. I have an idea. Hear it out. Right. Independence. We go, we we break up with Great Britain. You literally won't even believe what I'm about to say. Us and Great Britain done two entities two households both alike in dignity in fair verona where we lay our scene from ancient grudge breaks to new mutiny where civil blood makes civil hands unclean from forth the fatal loin of these two foes a pair of star-crossed lovers take their life whose misadventures piteous overthrows doth of their death bury their parents strife I don't know how you're not married. I don't know how I'm not married (laughs) like what are you talking about I bring so much to a marriage table Shakespearean quotes. Hello. That is the prologue to Romeo and Juliet. Read a book. (laughs) (laughs) Read a book. Read a book. Yeah. So Richard Henry 
recently, Virginia introduced this radical idea to the Whoa. Second Continental Congress. Mm-hmm. Let's have independence. Yep. The Lee Resolution contained three parts. Great. It was a declaration of independence, a call to form foreign, alliance, form foreign alliances, and a plan for confederation. Great. Easy breezy. Like, Easy. Bing, it's bing, literally bing, like, boom. look, we need, we need, I have three needs right now, you know, and, uh, and, and this is it. I love it. Keep it simple. You know what I mean? We can't. This is what I'm learning about the Articles of Confederation, and they're they're trying to do a lot, mm-hmm. and and it's not really it's not really specific. Whereas whereas Sweet Baby Lee is over here being like, okay, let's focus on three things. Right. All right. Let's prioritize. Right. This is prioritizing at Food, its best. Water, shelter. Done. Great. America. <laughs> Independence. Land of the food, water, <laughs> and shelter. <laughs> Independence. Alliances. And a confederation. Three things. Three things. So then on June 11th, 1776, the Second Continental Congress appointed three committees. <laughs> so smart. Three committees for each of the three things he's demanding. Look, let's put a, let's put a guy on, the, on each of the three jobs. <laughs> let's get a representative for each of the three things. Super smart. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. One of the committees was created to determine the form of the confederation of the colonies. It was composed of one representative from each colony with John Dickinson as a delegate from Delaware as the principal writer. Hey, Delaware. Uh, Delaware over there. Uh, we haven't talked about Delaware in a we second. Really haven't. Uh, Delaware. Delaware. How are you? Uh, look yeah. at Delaware being the principal writer. He's so big and strong. Yeah. Yeah, Delaware. She's so cute. She's so cute. So so John Dickinson, who becomes a very formative figure in the Articles of Confederation, yeah. is appointed to lead this committee as the principal writer, this committee that is supposed to form a confederation. Could you imagine? I was going to say, do you think he wants this job? I don't know. This feels very stressful. Like, I don't like, like, the word appointed stresses me out sometimes because I'm like, is this what he wanted to do? Like, what was John's qualifications other than that he was a rich white landowning male probably to form a confederation nothing he might and that he could probably read he could probably he could for sure read so they're like okay who are the readers in the group we got three cool we need three let's go let's Let's rock let's Let's rock and roll who's red hobbs anybody anybody okay god okay okay this is gonna be utter disaster yeah, yeah, because I feel like if I'm John, which thank God I am, and I've been appointed to create a confederacy, I'm feeling a little stressed. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's very stressful. It's very stressful. And also, it's like, I'm also from Delaware, so it's like there's even more stress because finally Delaware is giving the recognition that it deserves. But that's a lot to represent it's your a home lot. colony. He's like, there's just me and the goat in Delaware right now, and I'm supposed to come up with the confederation idea? What about, can I do independence? Like... <laughs> Really, because independence, you can write with Cran. Oh, my we God. We are breaking up with you. We're just done. We're over. Goodbye. Goodbye, King. Yeah. I'm, I'm stressed for John, but, you know, I'm happy for him and this opportunity for Delaware. Yes. So, following the Declaration of Independence, do you remember that? You can check out our episode on it. Yeah, we did. Refresh. That was a super fun one. That was a good one. So everybody go listen to that because it is it pairs nicely with this. It's like a steak and a red wine. Isn't that the one where they say, eat out our substance? They sure do. Yes, they do. They sure do. There's a lot of sexual um, language in this one too. Because they're all, they're all sexual beings. They're all in the prime yes. of their life. All of these men, I'm pretty sure, have both of their legs. <laughs> Yes. 
So they are. They're getting a lot of ladies. They're getting laid. So following the Declaration of Independence, the Continental Congress realized they needed to set up a national government. <laughs> I just love the, It just dawned on them. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I was, oh. So I was sleeping last night. I woke up in a fever dream and I just realized we have to set up a national government. But this is surprising. The founders disagreed on whether voting should be proportional or state by state. Shocked. Whoa. This fight lasted until October of 1777 when the British invaded Philly and the Continental Congress got their shit together. (laughs) That's so funny that it literally took the British invading for them to be like, actually, we're cool. Proportional. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. Just somebody make a decision. Somebody get the car. Call George. (laughs) They're here. (laughs) They're they're back. Philly. Delegates finally formulated the Articles of Confederation, in which they agreed to state by state voting and proportional state tax burdens based on land values. Though they left the issues of state claims to Western lands unresolved. Which later comes back to bite them in the butt. Oh, for sure. They're just because they're like, I'm sorry, the the, the place brick. I'm in is burning down around me. So we gotta table the West. We simply have to table it. Don't go west. Just don't go west. Not right now. Put a pin in it. We'll get there when we get there. But, but right, right now, now, the British are in Philly. Get a musket. We gotta go. We gotta go. After this, they sent the articles for ratification in November. And even though most everyone realized they were flawed, most people recognized that the states needed a strong central government. So, like, this is not a forever solution. This is not our best idea. But we have to do something. Why? The British are here. And B, we have to get a strong central government in place. Or else we're not going to be able to defeat the British. So before, they were like, I don't know about the strong central government thing. Like, we just came from Great Britain. It didn't work out so well for us. That's why we're here right now. Can we just try this thing where we, like, maybe don't do that? Right. And then as they started to write these Articles of Confederation and the British were still attacking them, they were like, Maybe we do want something a little yeah, bit maybe, more firm. Uh, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking actually I've had some time. I have to mull it over. And My the house is came gone. To um, and it just really made me realize that I think a strong central government would be okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, could, like, I would love to experiment with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Virginia was the first to ratify the article. Shout out to Virginia. And they were followed by a few other states in the beginning of 1778. But when Congress gathered in June of 1778, they learned that Maryland, New Jersey, and Delaware refused to ratify the articles, which required all 13 states to ratify them to take effect. Shout out to Maryland, New Jersey, and Delaware for being like, actually, this is not giving me fully what I need. (laughs) But I love that they didn't know that until they got there. Oh, well, sure. How are they going to know it? Well, right. But, like, you could have sent a carrier. What, you're going to send a note? It's going to take 94 years for it to get there. And also (laughs) the British are around, and half of us can't read. So the rest of us, we've established, have syphilis. I know. I love that their sentiment is like, we'll see them in June. We'll catch up then. (laughs) We'll find out what they decided in in June. June. Uh, Until then, I got to go harvest the corn. We we got stuff to do. I really can't worry about what's going on with Maryland, New Jersey, and Delaware right now. I'll check in with them in June. The small states, a.k.a. Maryland, New Jersey, and Delaware, wanted other states to relinquish their Western land claims before they would ratify the articles. Because they're like, we're small. We need more land. We need more land. Virginia, you're huge. Yeah. 
direct quote. Mm-hmm. New Jersey and Delaware eventually agreed to the conditions of the articles, with New Jersey ratifying on November 20th, 1778, and Delaware on February 1st, 1779. Maryland was the last remaining holdout. Yeah, Maryland! She was like, Don't no. let them bully you! Do not give in to peer pressure. You stick to your western lands. Yep. Some states wanted to throw Maryland under the bus and created the country without them. Oh, my God. Oh, and and create the country without them. <laughs> you were I think like, like, Maryland wasn't Maryland? a part of no. the country? But I do love that, the, that I can imagine them all in the room being like, let's just cut Maryland. Maryland's cut. I'm done with Maryland's bullshit. Maryland can be its own little country. and it's, There's two people in the goat, and they can just live there. They can just live there, and they cannot be a part of our country. Oh, my God. Such peer pressure, such bullying. <laughs> Several other state governments passed resolutions endorsing the formation of a national government without the state of Maryland. People are like, can we get on with it? Let's go. Let's go. I'm done. We will absorb Maryland at some point. Dead weight. Let's just do it. Yeah. But some states like North Carolina convinced their state governments to wait for Maryland to approve the articles. Thank you, North Carolina, for being an ally that we all needed in times of darkness. Back then. Back then. Congressman Thomas Burke of North Carolina argued that without, quote, without unanimous approval of the new confederation, the new country would remain weak, divided, and open to future foreign intervention and manipulation. Yeah, Thomas, finger on the pulse. Which makes sense because, like, Maryland is a coastal state. You could easily, like, sail your ship Anybody up can to slither its in harbor. There. Anybody can sail a ship. Yep. Anybody can sail a ship. But meanwhile, while everybody was being bullies and being like, actually, can we do this without Maryland? Maryland was being invaded by the British and they asked the French for help. They were like, look, I can't find an ally here on my soil. Sacre bleu. <laughs> Voulez-vous Francais? Wait, what is it? Parlez-vous français? Parlez-vous français? Yeah, yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> parlez-vous français? I was like, she's either trying to say parlez-vous français or voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Oh, I, do I think don't I think, I think it's the second. I do think I mixed it too. No, parlez-vous français, <laughs> not voulez-vous. Will you get in bed with me, French? <laughs> oh my God, poor Maryland. I am so team Maryland in this conflict. Well, keep reading. Okay. Oh dear. <laughs> In 1780, British forces began to conduct raids on Maryland communities in the Chesapeake Bay. That's stressful. The state government wrote to f- the state government of Ma- um, Maryland, of Maryland. Yeah, wrote to the French minister. Okay, don't say it. Anne Caesar de la Luzerin. Sure, you know him, you love him, Anne Caesar de la Luzerin, <laughs> asking for French naval assistance. The French offered some expert advice. Luzeren wrote back, urging the government of Maryland to ratify the Articles of Confederation. She was like, or he, it was, was like, definitely, definitely he. he was like, um, you have in your own country people who can help you, people who can help you, and you are, you are sticking your nose up at the help. May I humbly suggest that May you go knock on your congressional congress door and gong. sign these things that they have sent to you already. I love already. that the French like, knew about the Articles of Confederation. Of course. That's so silly to me. That's amazing. <laughs> Marylanders were given further incentives to ratify when Virginia agreed to relinquish its Western claims. Okay. They, they got what they wanted. Yeah. Hello. Land speculators in Maryland and 
these other self-proclaimed, quote-unquote, landless states, insisted that the West belonged to the United States. A little presumptuous. Let's remember that there are thousands of Native American tribes there. And they urged <laughs> Congress to honor their claims to Western lands. Great. Maryland also supported the demands because nearby Virginia would clearly dominate their state should its claims be accepted by the Congress. Maryland's just looking out for Maryland. Maryland's like, we have to protect ourselves. We have to protect, yeah. like, what's, what's you know, mine, you know? Yep. I got to protect me and mine. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Thomas Jefferson persuaded his state of Virginia to yield its claims to the West, provided that the speculators' demands were rejected, and the West was divided into new states, which would be admitted into the Union on a basis of equality with the old. TJ coming in with mm-hmm. some sound ideas. He being was like, like, actually, what if none of us get this and we create new states? And everybody was like, huh. it's a fabulous idea. Tell I love us. it. Tell oh. me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Virginia's action persuaded Maryland to ratify the articles, which went into effect on March 1st, 1781. It was some drama. It's some drama. Yeah. I completely support Maryland in this whole process. Maryland was just looking out for me and mine, and I respect that on a totally molecular level. They're like, we we want the West. <laughs> We're we not don't technically care. Not connected us. to the West, but we want it. <laughs> and by God, it's not like they didn't get it necessarily. They just decided to do something completely different. Right. Like they didn't lose because Virginia didn't get it either. Right. It was a draw. It was a draw. And then they formed a country. So who wrote the articles of Confederation? Who done it? Who did it? Like we said before, all told, there were six drafts of the articles of Confederation. (laughs) But you'll hear them. It's a shock. It's a shock that it took six. That it took six six more. And that this is the sixth version. This is our final draft, yeah. The original draft of the articles of Confederation were written by Ben Franklin, supported by Thomas Jefferson. I love that. They were presented to the Continental Congress in July of 1775, but never really formally considered. So Ben Franklin was like, here's my papers. And nobody read them? Crickets. Nobody. It's like the Mueller Report of 1775. Nobody read it. There were no podcasts. There were no podcasts. It. You know, there's no Elizabeth Warren to flip through it. Like, no. it's just. It's just. It was it fell on deaf just ears. fell on deaf ears. And Ben Franklin was like, come on. Okay. Well, I've tried. I've tried, and now I'll go back to my roof. Mm-hmm. You'll fly a kite. Later that same year in 1775, Silas Dean, a delegate from Connecticut, drafted one of his own versions of the Articles of Confederation. Unclear if anybody asked him to do that, which was followed uh, later by another draft from the Con- Connecticut delegation, which is probably like a revision of Dean's original draft. So mm-hmm. that's three. We're up to three drafts already. Mm-hmm. But it was thought that none of these drafts contributed to the fourth draft, which was like the official, like when they officially asked somebody to like write something down. <laughs> like these other guys were like, I got it. Wait, I also. I got it. I, they're, they're all writing spec scripts. That's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody has asked them to do this. And they're like, no, actually, no, no. I just took a stab at a Simpsons episode <laughs> and I just kind of want you to read it. It's like, no, no. we're good. We're good. So they asked this guy, John Dickinson of Pennsylvania, like Mm -hmm. we talked about before, Mm -hmm. to write the Articles of Confederation or to lead the committee that was supposed to do this. And his version eventually became the version that was passed and ratified. He prepared his draft in June of, this is quick, June of 1776. 
It was revised by a committee of Congress and discussed in late July and August of that same year. Well, that's kind of what happened with the Declaration of Independence because Thomas wrote it in the same thing. He wrote it in like June or July and they were like, let's talk about this now. Right. So the result of this, of like the July and August 1776 congressional meetings uh, was the third version of Dickinson's original draft. Mm-hmm. So then we're on the sixth. We've like had a fifth in there somewhere where they like drafted it and debated it and then like did some more revisions. And right. now we have the sixth. Right. It was, this is my most fun fact of the day. It was printed to enable Congress to consider it further. And I was like, full stop. Mm-hmm. They've been doing this by mouth, mm-hmm. which makes sense in the, in the, like, it would take a lot. There's no, there's no FedEx. FedEx. There's no Xerox. FedEx. There's no FedEx. <laughs> there's no Xerox. There's no your pass Prince There's nothing. There's literally nothing. <laughs> there's no Xerox. There's no Xerox. No. To copy them. I imagine they also must be like used to this sort of thing. Or like maybe this is just how their brains work. Like I could yeah. not, my brain would not do this. My no. brain would be like, repeat the last sentence. I know. I know I've asked for it five times. Mm-hmm. My, I just cannot calculate. We've had this very conversation. Right. <laughs> One more time. I know. I know. I know. But I was like, right, they're doing this all just out loud. That yeah. is so much work. Orally. Orally. And then in November of 1777, the final articles were approved for submission to the states, which they all had to be all of the all of the potential states, all of the colonies had to approve, yeah, the articles, yeah, which is why team. it was such a big deal that Maryland was holding, was holding out, out for Western couldn't, land. Couldn't do it, yep. unless without Maryland. Okay, let's finish off with my favorite thing in the world: fun facts, fun facts, fun facts, fun facts. It is fewer fun facts than we're used to, but that is because in the next episode we're going to go through the actual articles themselves, yep. and they are basically just. 13 fun facts. Yes, they're their own fun facts. (laughs) That's how I can really describe them. I love them so much. So we're just going to do a couple just to like wet your whistle and then you will buckle your seatbelt for next week's episode. Okay, first fun fact. Even after the articles were established, the national government could not prevent the state of Georgia from pursuing its own independent policy regarding Spanish Florida, attempting to occupy disputed territories and threatening war if Spanish officials did not curb Indian attacks or refrain from harboring escaped slaves. So George, so we have so much on our plate, and Georgia's picking a fight with Spain. Yeah, they're that going is rogue. So like Georgia. <laughs> How annoying. Yeah. I, I, li- I imagine the other 12 colonies being like, Georgia, can we focus? Can we focus? We're paying attention to the shiny war up here. Hello. Ever heard of Great Britain? Still here. She's still here. I love that. Yeah. Next fun facts. The Articles of Confederation couldn't prevent the landing of convicts that the British government continued to export to its former colonies. So literally, Great Britain is just dumping off like criminals after criminals, and we can't do anything. We are New Australia. We are New Australia. Are we new New Australia, or was Australia already receiving that? See, that's why I said New Australia, because I didn't know when Australia became sure. the dumping ground for British convicts. Right. But I, I don't know. I imagine. I don't know. I don't know. If Could somebody knows the when time. the whole Australia, like, because we look. When was Australia? Did, when did it become a thing? Right. We're we have our hands full with America over here. If so, we can't we can't worry about what's going on <laughs> in Australia. So you just let us know if they were dumping convicts in Australia at this time or not. Either way, it was either happening or not happening near around the same time as Australia. For sure. For sure. For the sure. First government was like, we don't want you here. You have to go to the colonies. Right. 
stressful. And then my final cute little fun fact is the original copy with amendments still exists and it's in the National Archives. Oh. I want to hold it in my hands. That's so nice. I want to cry on it and watch it disintegrate. <laughs> I think you might be jailed for that. I think so. <laughs> what happens if you... If you desecrate a... Okay, oh. let's not call it desecrate. That's so... My gosh. Get a grip. Listen, I was raised Catholic. I know you were. But yeah, what? Ha- I wonder what happens wonder if what like, happens. you act Like, what if it's an accident? Like, I'm holding a piece of parchment and I sneeze. I don't think they could do anything to you. I don't know. But what I mean, if it's- have they done anything to anybody? Remember when we talked about how they had, like, the dec- Declaration of Independence and it was, like, literally somebody labeled it, like, oh, original right. copy? Right. But that was, like, before it became, you know, I think that happened... Like at the time, yeah, or yeah, near yeah. the time, or like in the 1800s when we still like weren't when like somebody was storing like, it properly. Right. You know, it's not like people were going to the United States Capitol to look at the Declaration of Independence in 1845. We right. were killing each other in the Civil War. We For were sure. busy. We were busy doing other things. Other things. I think if it was intentional, they could probably they might do something to you. But I think if you like sneezed on it, like that's different than being like. I'm going to pocket this here Articles right. of Confederation. Well, that, I think, is a, is a federal Felony. crime. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. Theft? Theft. Grand larceny. Gra- I don't know. Grand theft Articles grand of Confederation. Theft, grand theft parchment. That would be... <laughs> grand theft parchment. GFP. No, GTP. Grand theft parchment. GTP. Video game coming soon. The video game is coming soon. But, guys, that is our part one episode about the Articles of Confederation. Yes! Very exciting. And as I said before... Part two is coming out next Wednesday, and we are going to comb through every single article. We're going to talk about it. We're definitely going to laugh about it, because let me tell you, them articles are weird. But in the meantime, we love you so, so much. We would quite simply enter a perpetual union with you. And if you would enter a perpetual union with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. And you can rate us. You can review us. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us. Because we love you so, so very much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye. Goodbye.